Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is W-Y-R-D. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. like the cows coming home, doesn't it? It does. That was the Are you are you trying to herald in a new chapter on the podcast? <laughs> yes, ringing ringing in the solstice season. How's that? Yeah, that's nice. It's better than the one I was going to say, which was "Hark the Herald Weird Girls." Oh Hark the Herald Weird Girls Sing. <laughs> well, we could totally filk that one. I'm not kidding. You know what I've always wanted to do was an album of nothing but parody music. You know, Weird Al does it. He's made a good career from it. But you really you know, have to come up oh, with. He's so darn clever, golly. He is, he is. But I don't care for Weird Al usually, but I have, still have to give him props for his Weird Alness, you know. So anyway, so how you doing, Miss Byron? You know, I'm okay. I'm trying to enter deeply into the season. I've been doing this counting down to Christmas. Thing on Facebook mm-hmm. for y'all who are following me on Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So every day I do a new post about something else, and today was about an exorcism and a Christmas carol. It was kind of. <laughs> so I'm doing that. I'm trying to discipline myself to write something every day till the solstice. That's and, so good. You know, I, got, I got two books that are out being, you know, doctored, not by me. So that's nice. Yeah. Working that on the nice. Flatcher book. You you've been keeping yourself busy, and I know you have been cooking, man. Have a, I've barely cooked since Thanksgiving. It's like I just shot my wad. <laughs> you know? Had your feel. Well, but the the other thing about it is, since I did so much cooking at Thanksgiving, we just been eating leftovers in different, you know permutations. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we ate the last of the unfrozen turkey last night. I made some oh. kind of turkey, I don't know, saute thing with cabbage and other stuff. So it was good, but last of the turkey, all gone. Well, good. I'm glad for that. Well, we've been, we being me and mom from our separate locations, have been working on our, our getting our freezer dealt with, this new freezer that we've got you know, trying to get our stuff put up and, and all of that. And it's been kind of fun because, yeah, I don't know about you, but I make, when, when I make something like spaghetti sauce or something, make a giant batch of it. Cause what's the point of making a little tiny bit of spaghetti sauce? You know, so I make a big crock pot full and then I go and I take it and I give some to mom and I give some to this one, give some to that one. Well, I'm going to make some spaghetti sauce and put it in little containers and freeze it for myself. Oh, God. I've never done that before. It's, and I, it's like now I can cook some big batches and I don't have to, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. Then, so I'm lucky in that way that I can make those big batches and give them to people. But I'm even luckier that I can make some food ahead and kind of store it. 
you know, for a rainy day. Well, that's just the best way to do it, I think. And, you know, like I said, we ate the last of the turkey that was not frozen because I froze a whole bunch. I didn't do a big turkey. There was four of us, and I did a 14-pound, a little over 14-pound turkey. That's and so we, good turkey. You know, yeah, we we love all the side dishes, too, so we really stuffed ourselves on those. And so I've got mm-hmm. plenty of turkey. I've got some. I made sausage. For, oh, yeah. So I froze the rest of the sausage. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able to just get stuff out of the freezer, and we'll be able to eat that pretty easy and pretty quick. That's a good feeling, too, to be prepared, you know, even though you and I, in in the year 2020, we might make fun of 2020, but the truth is, is we generally have it pretty easy, comparatively speaking, than uh, easier, at least, than they did 50 years ago, and we, we are very lucky in that, but still... When the winter's coming on and it's time to to get ready for it, I feel that, don't you? Oh, I absolutely absolutely do. And I I feel, you know, I was food insecure when I was young, and I Um, I even hate that phrase, but I didn't even realize how that it affected me till I got older. And so, you know, I go into a cold season or a a snowy season, and I want to be able to have something in my tummy, even if it's just... Peanut butter and light bread. Right, right. Me too. Oh, I. That's exactly me. And 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 there's just something that feels good about saying, "Oh, okay. Well, if the electricity goes out, I can. I can always do this." Or I, mm-hmm. you know, there's something yeah. me that feels just, especially in a crazy year like this. Honestly, so. it's like having. I've got a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D. <laughs> And yes, plan D is wrapping up in a big old blanket yeah. and eating peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> Just holding out, hoping I hoping for the best. Yeah. Hoping well, a little kerosene heater will heat enough so that the plants don't die. Those kerosene heaters, it's very warm heat. It is. And when you're in it, you can't smell it. But yeah. you have yeah. asthma. Kerosene heat will get to your lungs. It will pretty fast. Amazing. But, I bet. And, and I don't know how propane heat is, really. I'm, and I've seen some, like, gas fireplaces, but really very little have I, have I been around gas-heated places. Well, we switched over here because our furnace was old. We needed to replace it, and mm-hmm. we went ahead and went with natural gas. And it doesn't heat the. It, this house is not as warm as it was when we were using number two fuel. It's just not. And number two fuel, which is just fuel oil, yeah. that's the most prevalent one around here. And that one is also kind of hard on the lungs, I think. Yeah, probably it is. But I'll tell you this right now, I'm sitting here and I've got on a long sleeved undershirt, I've got on a flannel shirt, I've got on a little black hat. And mm-hmm. a neck scarf. Yep. And it's afternoon. <laughs> well, I've got on two pairs of socks, and I've got on my really warm. I've got these flannel leggings that are like fuzzy warm inside. <laughs> I've got those on too, and uh, you know I feel pretty good. <laughs> I do. I'm not actually cold at all, but but yeah, I'm a fan of 
doing that. I'm a fan of, I know you don't like electric blankets, do you? Well, I, I mean, I don't mind them, but I don't usually need a blanket once I'm in. You know, I start warming things up for myself. Uh, but I'd like it. I don't have one. But I think I'd like to warm up the bed. Excuse me, I'm yawning, talking about bed. I'm just talking about it. <laughs> um, I'd like to have it maybe to warm up the bed and then turn it off when I get in it. Uh, yeah, that's what I like to do. Get a, I, I'll put it on high for like 15 minutes before I go to bed and then turn it off as I'm getting into bed. And it's like, oh, <laughs> just melt into it. Well, anyway, you know, that really wasn't what I planned on talking about. I was going to ask you a couple of things. One, I was going to ask you if you would finish the story that you started um, about about Thanksgiving and how it got ruined one year, because I was kind of, I was interested in hearing that. Oh my gosh! And that darn turkey I got this year had the same thing. Turkeys sometimes come with this little pop up thermometer in them, it's yeah. a white thing, yeah. and it will tell you when the turkey is done. So I. So this year, you know, I had one of those, uh, and the turkey was done, and then I took it out of the oven, and then the thermometer popped up. Uh, you know, I'm a grown-up now. I know yeah. how to cook a turkey. But we, I don't remember. We were, we were young, but not real young. And my brother kept saying, Mom, when are we going to eat? When are we going to eat? And we're doing all that Thanksgiving stuff, and, of course, he's not – He's not making potato salad or deviled eggs or any of that stuff. He's just walking out with a big old empty belly hanging under his belt. And he kept saying, when, when? And she would say, well, when that little, she opened up the oven, see when that little white thing, when that pops up, that means the turkey's done and then we're going to eat. Well, that little went in at crows and he opened up, I don't know where everybody was because, you know, we were raised feral. So who knows, they were all <laughs> drinking beer somewhere. He opened up the oven and he reached in with his pinchy little fingers and he pulled that damn thermometer up and out. And then he went He went in and, and got my mama. And he said, come and look, the turkey's done. Oh, no. And because she probably was in a compromised state due to alcohol, uh, she pulls the turkey out, and we're, like, getting ready to eat, and that damn thing was bloody on the inside. So, oh. So we no. ended up eating a whole lot of uh, sides and a whole lot of dressing oh. and stuff like that, and the turkey went back in the oven. I thought oh, yeah. Oh, that's a bad darn thing. I'm going to write that up sometime as a story. He oh. got up to some Wait. of the funniest stuff. Golly. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> well, I remember one time we used to, we would drive to Robinsville every other weekend. And my parents would occasionally pick up a bucket of chicken from KFC, Ooh. from Kentucky Fried Chicken, for my grandma. She loved it, right? Mm. So, now, you got to know my dad, he, he eats everything super well done. <laughs> And I believe it just must be a country thing. Once you slaughter meat, you know, you don't want to eat anything rare, medium rare. But my dad would eat. It's like if he made hamburgers on the grill, we used to say, well, here's some charcoal briquettes. <laughs> you know, oh, it's just something else. But he, I remember him biting into this piece of Kentucky fried chicken, and it was frozen and raw and bloody. Oh, ooh. 
I've never seen a man get so sick so fast. He was incredibly, he was incredibly sick from that. He, he, and it took him, I don't even know how long to get to the place where he would eat chicken again. Yeah. Well, that, long, I mean, that's uh, disturbing. It is. But, now, it but now, I remember a couple of years ago, I may have talked about this before, but there was some chick in California, I think, who was making sushi out of raw chicken. <laughs> that came across one of my herbalism. <laughs> came across one of my herbalism pages. Which is oh. like, well, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope the next sushi you try is going to be some raw pork because that oh. would be too. People. Now you shouldn't. You should, for the record, you don't yeah. ever eat raw pork because of the trick. Is it called trichomania? Trichinosis. Something like that. The and once if you get that, it's just like if you get rabies. There's not a cure for it. You're gonna die, <laughs> you know. And so it's like you don't. Oh, you don't want to eat raw pork ever. Well, and you know you can also get worms from pork, and that may be what trichinosis is. And it know. is, and they're like these little. Brain worms is where I'm at with. I think they go up in your brain. I love it. Brain like, worms. Yeah, it's like now. Now on this podcast, we're talking about brain worms. Brain worms, which Last sounds time, a lot more interesting than the reality of it, I believe. But well, yeah. it sounds horrifying. Oh. And it's like last time it was effluvia. And now it's brain worms. What else you got up your sleeve? <laughs> well, I was going to talk about, and it wasn't supposed to be gross, but I was going to talk about. The things, one of the things that I'm, I miss about the past would be those beautiful Southern voices and some of the stuff that they say that we would say and that I would hear my kinfolk say. And, you know, I miss that. It was colorful language back then. And they had a lot of metaphors, a lot of sayings and a lot of words that they're gone. They just somehow through the years... They, they're just not being used anymore. So effluvia is one of them. But like we were talking about the word trollop. Trollop. That's right. Our how many show was about trollop. Well, how many 20-some-year-olds would even know what that word meant? Trollop sounds like food. Sounds like dessert. <laughs> Somewhere out there, a trollop is going. Yeah, baby, and I am. <laughs> would you Would you like a scoop of vanilla ice cream on your trollop? Would you oh, like us to heat that up? <laughs> I like it. I like a dessert called trollop. Let's do that. We're going to invent one. We'll put one in our cookbook. A trollop dessert. Por porch food from Weird Mountain featuring yeah. trollops. <laughs> well, and, you know, I, or it could be an exotic mushroom with trollop gravy. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Well, I'm going to share what I shared with you at the pre-show, too, is that years, many years ago, decades and decades ago, there were some very wealthy people who lived in Montford, in the Montford community, well-known people in the community, uh, business owners, politicians. And one of them had a, a a girlfriend. He was married, of course, but he had a girlfriend down down here in the mill village. Right. And uh, my grandmother used to refer to the girlfriend as his concubine. <laughs> well, you know, he did have a concubine who lived down in the square. And I was like, concubine? That just sounds like, I don't know, King Solomon. 
concubine. Yes, a concubine is someone that's been, you know, trained to be a companion since birth. Uh huh. A companion, you know, companion with benefits. Yeah, a sugar mama, you know, or whatever. Um, but yeah, and I always associate it with concubines are can only be afforded by royalty. And I don't know if I'm right about that or if it's just because of the books that I've read in my life, because concubine is just not really used in, in language anymore, is it? Well, not that I know of, but I mean, you, you never know. <laughs> concubine. Concubine. It's, well, I mean, it's a highfalutin sound for, we, now we in high school, well, of course we were not sophisticated and, I don't know why we would say we would call a loose woman, a woman of objectionable, objectionable morals or whatever you want to call her. We would call them puppy dogs. Oh, good Lord. I know it's bad to say it. So I will have to crow that whole thing. So out. you, you had to have something more elaborate than just tramp or trash or yeah. whore yeah. or any of that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Puppy dog. Dogs? Yes. What does that even mean? I, you know, <laughs> it was the thing we said. Uh, well, I mean, okay. So, what does that even mean? In in Robbinsville, the word B E A R bear, yeah. of course, is never pronounced that way. Bar. In, in yeah, it's a bar B A R, and they had a saying in that my cousin introduced me to. Our equivalent nowadays of what the hell. Uh, it would. They would say, "Damn the bar." Well, damn the bar. Or oh, some of them yeah, would say, "I heard that." Yeah, and some yeah. of them, or some of them would say, "Damn a bar." And it's like, why? Why would anybody say? I don't even know where that would come from. It's like all those words and phrases that are replacing real cuss words. Yeah. <laughs> You were talking about one earlier that when I was growing up, we were told to say it as shoot fire and save matches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. shoot was not the original word for that. Yeah. And yeah. there was a lot of politically incorrect. Oh, God. Uh, like the one-armed paper hanger. Yeah. Or, or, or who's another one? And we may have to crow all this out, but do you remember ever hearing somebody say, well, I was sweating like a in church. Yes, I yeah. heard that. Is that a, I think that's a southern thing? Probably, probably. I also was thinking about uh, phrases like "gall darn" or "darn it." Well, "darn it" went to dad. We did dad Jimmet. Dad Jimmet, yes, yep. exactly that one too. And that evolved for me is into I started saying "dag nabbit." On and, dad, and dad gummit. Dad gummit. That, oh yeah, dad gummit. And that. That was usually an adjective about something. That daggum car stopped yep. on me again. Yep. And, of course, Bill Withers did a song that had that line. And he'd That's say, right. he, he was singing a song, and then all of a sudden it'd be, daggum it. And it was a groovy song. I have to send you the link to, to so you can hear it. That was one of my favorite Bill Withers songs. <laughs> it's just like, who is he? Tell me who he is to you, daggum it. <laughs> And he would say, Dad gum it da. I don't know who he is, but I think that you do. Dad gum it da. Like, <laughs> he 
get into it. Dagum it da. Anyway, that's for you, Craig. See what you taught me? I love <laughs> I've been listening to Bill Withers a lot. And, you know, I'm, I don't know if you do this. I think you do, though, for some reason. Uh, the immersive listening where it's like you just want to listen to one album until you know every note, every No, I do. Lines. Yeah, I, I love that. It. I'll put a Reba McIntyre on and I will sing through the whole thing. Will you? Then I'll play it again and sing through the whole thing. Yeah. And it will take three or four. You know, I've got that Jim Croce CD down there that I love yeah. to listen to. I know every damn word of every one of those songs. That's it. That's it. And I can I can do it. And and when I I remember when I was first getting back into vocal work, I went and got a, this Raising Sand album from Allison Krauss. And yes. Robert oh my gosh, what a beautiful, beautiful album. Oh, I love that album. And I taught myself every, not only every word, but I taught myself every vocal part to every song on it. Oh, God. And, and that is something that I don't know why, but even when I was a little kid, that's the way I always listened to music. I learned, I wanted to learn every vocal part. And I, I, sometimes I wanted to learn, you know, the keyboard parts, but I never was interested in learning uh, the drums or, or the rhythm guitar parts. I would go, I'd be like, I like the bass lines and I like the lead guitars. I love the vocals, but I never did care if I learned the, the rhythm or not, I guess. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. I don't know. Something's wrong with well, me. Well, I I, I learned to play the frame drum, and I got a, a Walton years and years ago as a gift. Yeah. And I learned to play that by listening to the Chieftains. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a good way to learn that one. Their Boren player is astounding. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I, would, I would sit and just, and, and unbelievably, I could clear out of my ears everything but the sound of that drum. And then I would try to repeat the, both the rhythm of it and the sound of it. And that's how I learned that sometimes you put your hand inside right up against the head. Yeah. And sometimes you hold it on the flat. I mean, mm. I did all of that just by listening to it. That's the way I'm learning to play the fiddle. So oh, that's the same. kind of sounds and noises it makes. That, that's honestly the thing about it. It's like, yeah, heck yeah. I love to sit and listen to the one part and just kind of analyze it out. And when I do that, that's when the other windows in the computer that is my brain will shut down a little bit. So it's like I'm not always distracted. I can, I can focus on a sound very easily. That's one of the reasons, just one, but that is one of the reasons that I love music so much because I can, I can sit there and focus on a piece, learning that piece. And next thing you know, I've learned the piece and, and two hours have gone by and I've had the piece in my mind. I've not worried about things. I've not thought about 25 other things. I've just yeah. wor worked on that that piece. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. We have actually been on on this Zoom call for a while, hadn't we? Man, that's funny how how time goes by so fast. No, well, we get 
you know, we go down them crazy rabbit holes and suddenly we're like, well, and then he pinched the little thermometer out of the turkey and then <laughs> granny porn and then it flew there. <laughs> you're ruined now, aren't you? You're burnt. Have you ever heard that one? Burnt and spoilt. Spoilt? That yeah. child is spoilt rotten. And have you ever heard where they're like cutting on somebody's intelligence and they'll say, well, he ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer. That's right. You know, or the, the one sharpest tool in the box. Uh, or the brightest bulb on the porch. Or the <laughs> or the brightest color in the crayon box. Yeah. <laughs> so and, that's kind of cool, but I remember hearing a lot of that. And oh. dumb, dumb as a box of rocks. I've heard that. I've heard that. Or a, or a, a sack of rocks. Dumb yeah. as a sack of rocks. And I've heard one of my brothers described as he could tear up an anvil with a hammer. Or he could tear <laughs> up a hammer with a screwdriver or something like that. Okay. I guess he's not graceful. I guess he doesn't fix things real well. And that's funny because he he repairs things for a living now. So... <laughs> Yes, you got to tear up a few first. <laughs> I guess that's how you know how they really work. Yeah, yeah. But and you know, people used to uh, to to throw things at me about my hair color and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, "You know what they say about redheads?" And I'd say, "No, I don't." Tell me what they say. And then they'd, this about half the time they'd say something, and about half the time they wouldn't. I've heard about, and I've heard things like mean as a snake, and wow. Well, well you know, that's that was what was said about me. We talked about that early on in the podcast. People used to say, well, hello, little Byron. How are you today? And my answer was, because it was said to me so often, is I am as mean as a striped-ass snake. Mean as a striped snake. Yeah, I've heard that one, too. And and you say striped-ass snake? Striped-ass snake. (laughs) I tell you what, this will be interesting because I guarantee you that some of our listeners are going to have some good ones. Oh, yes, and you all got, have got to come to the Facebook page or wherever and let us know what kind of phrases you heard as a kid that you don't hear much anymore. Find a way to find us, yeah. You can you can record it on Facebook if you want to. Just go into Facebook Messenger, and there's a little button there that you can click, and it'll it'll record you saying it. Or they can do like some some folks have been take, sending it in with like real written words, and that's cool too. That I is. love that they're literate. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate being able to write. That's right. Well, I mean, they're you know they're all interesting as a thing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're very lucky because we have an eclectic group of people who listen to us, and they do have some of the best stories. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to, as time goes on, sharing some of them out there with, with the listeners and hearing some more of them, too. So, so Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I love it. I love when our listeners interact with us. Yeah, me too. And tell us when something tickled them or when it made them mad. Don't go away mad. Just go away. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Yes, don't go mad. Uh, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> and I've heard, I've heard, don't go to bed mad. Well, they used to always say that that was, you know, if you were married, you should never go to bed mad. 
I think uh, well, probably good if you could. I tell you, you and I have been married so long. I don't know how, if, if we could jinx it at this point. Maybe we could. I don't know. <laughs> Getting well, you know, yeah, it's like I, I don't generally get mad about stuff. I'm lucky in that, too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm really pretty... Um, I'm pretty sanguine about stuff. It's yeah. like, oh, all right, that's the thing. That's it. So sort of off subject, but speaking of things that we're asking for from our listeners, I wouldn't mind hearing some about or reading some good old kind of holiday recipes. Because, you know, there used to be certain food that it would only come out during the holidays, Thanksgiving or or whichever holiday it was. And that was some of the best food ever. And everybody would have their holiday thing. And it wouldn't necessarily be green bean casserole. So I would I would love to hear some recipes. Yeah, different families have different things. I would. I'd love to hear what the thing is that always says the holiday season to you. Yeah. Mine was the broken glass pie. You need to make that. I've never had it. It's more sugar than I would eat nowadays. But yeah, okay, I'll I'll, I'll see about making one, most definitely. And we used to also have a thing called that we called Indian punch. And I, I, it had like iced tea, powdered iced tea and cranberry juice and something else and something else and, and maybe ginger ale or something. I don't know. But we would put it in the refrigerator for a day before we would serve it. And it was, it was, that was a holiday thing for me anyway. Huh. Yeah. And eggnog, that was, you yeah. know, I liked eggnog and all of that. Oh, oh, and I know the plum cakes that I've talked to you about. Mm-hmm. Plum cakes. Do you, do you even, can you even find plums at the store anymore? Well, usually when they say plum for a cake like that, it's really prunes. It's dried plums. It it is dried plums, but we would use um, baby food, plum baby food. So it was like the consistency was like beautiful pudding. Yeah, the prunes, prune yeah. baby food. Probably. Well, no, yes, it was ma'am. called plum. I, it, no, probably. It's exactly what it was. Was it? Yes, well, ma'am. Okay. Well, I gotta say, I liked it anyway. It was good. Uh, well, prunes are delicious. Yeah, it was. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, my mama used to make, you know, she was not a good cook, but she's a pretty good baker, and she used to make prune cake, and I make it every year. Really? Yep, uh, it's delicious. And we put uh, pecans in, in ours. Ours has black walnuts. Like, yeah. I think yeah. most everybody's did, but I had that. I have a a walnut allergy, so we just substituted. And, well, and you have a bit of a pecan fetish. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yes. I do tend to eat them a lot. Are they good for you? Yeah, I like them. So, well, Miss Byron, I think I'm going to have to go here. All righty. Because uh, I've got some spaghetti sauce I need to go attend to. Mmm, that sounds so yummy. What are you having for supper tonight? I don't know. I'm, I've got to not do leftovers because we ate all the leftovers, so I'm going to have to actually make some. Something, no. make some maybe some uh, macaroni and cheese. If you, oh yeah, and well, if you feel like coming out, I will put some in a container and stick it out on the porch or something. Oh, you are so sweet, but I am teaching an online class in two hours. So. Oh, that's right. 
I am busy all the time, aren't I? I'm proud of you for that. You've adapted. I have. I've adapted to working hard, just like my ancestors did, only I'm not hoeing all the time. Yeah. Hey, so did you see that statue? It was going around on Facebook last week, and it had it was a statue of a woman who was bent over, and it was very tall statue, and stacked on top of her back were things like a washing machine with a, uh, an iron and a broom and a vacuum and a hamper. It was an interesting statue. Wow, boy, ain't that the truth. It, and it just said a lot, and some cooking pans, and, yeah. and a briefcase was there. and oh Yeah, it was pretty interesting, so... I have enjoyed talking to you. Hey, it's been good to talk to you, too. Y'all, write to us if you want, or come on by Facebook and say hey, or you can come and find us on, I got to tell y'all, over on the Insta Insta fame, as I call it, (laughs) I'll be looking at Instagram, and and Alicia will post whatever our latest podcast was. I'll be like, oh, look, here's our podcast, and then I repost it. And I go, here, here's our podcast. Look, look. So we're on InstaFame. We're on over Twitter. Twitter. Are we on Twitter? We're on that Twitter, yeah. Huh. We I are. Need, and we're, we're I may not I be we're on, we're on Pinterest too, but we're not really we're not really doing much with Pinterest right now, but we should. I'm telling you what, <laughs> I do not do Pinterest because that is a black hole. I'm not going down there. That's a, a vortex. Yes, and I, I can't do it. <laughs> a time-sucking vortex. Pinterest yeah. is, honestly, Pinterest is cooler than all of them put together as far as social media, as far as I'm concerned. But I, I don't do as much of it as I should for the same reason that you just said. Because I like Pinterest. You can be fairly anonymous on there. You can learn a lot. And you can be entertained without having to hear everybody's opinion all the time. That, after a while, becomes, I don't know, it becomes onerous or something. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's, it's like every day. I know when I look at Facebook, I'm going to see things that I really disagree with, things that I feel a little guilty by going by them, things that I just can't stop myself and I have to read them. You know, it's like I know that I'm going to be right there. It's like being in the middle of digital humanity. (laughs) It's like being at the Grand Central Station of the the ethos. Right, and it doesn't actually smell good at Grand Central Station. So, So it's like sometimes I can handle it better than other times. Just being honest. Sometimes I have to walk away from social media for a little while. But Pinterest is a, is different because there's not a lot of uh, conversating. There are just a lot of ideas out there. So there might be a person who's an environmental, that's their cause, and maybe on Facebook they talk about it and they, they might maybe guilt people about it and stuff like that, whereas they get on Pinterest and what they do is they post links to environmental resources instead. Well, that makes sense. That's what I like. And yeah. that's what I like about Twitter because I, I follow a bunch of English farmers and uh, Dutch environmentalists, all these, and, and I love getting those things that I would never see here on, on uh, mainstream media. Oh, me too. Me too. 
Most definitely. Well, I follow a guy on Instagram and we are, we actually kind of became friends through the years as far as that goes. And he lives in South Africa somewhere and he's a barber. Oh, no. And, and his, his wife is a tattoo artist. And so I've watched him, you know, go from being a single dad to meeting this gal, to marrying this gal, to having a blended family. And he tells me this stuff that's going on down there where he's at. And I would have never known half of it. Yeah. I didn't know that they had a silly day there. Oh, how nice. They have a day called silly day. And it's, they, I'm not quite sure about all of it, but he's told me a little bit. I could go on. I love my digital friends. I do. They've been they've been fun through the years. Me too, and and I love it because I like you. I've got friends in the Southern Hemisphere, and they are getting ready to celebrate Christmas, but it's also the middle of summer. So yes, it's really, it's fun. I like it. Yep, and I'm yeah, I do too. I I, I like the feeling of saying, oh, so you mean this is not the center of the universe here? <laughs> exactly. There might be something bigger than just what I know about. Imagine. Yeah, I imagine. Talking. Yeah, yeah. So, well, Byron, I'm going to let you go. All right. Go do your uh, tomato sauce. You behave yourself. No one, no one, no one. You ain't the boss of me. <laughs> That's what you've been saying that all your life, haven't you? Yes, ma'am. I knew it. I knew it. You just say it until I meet somebody who is the boss of me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know how that is. So, all right. <laughs> Everybody, y'all behave yourself. Yeah. And well, if you don't, then at least no. let us know what you did, okay? And get ready for some good holidays. I know they're going to be different than they've been, but that's no reason not to celebrate being with people you love, whether you're with them literally side by side, yep. or on the phone, or on the Zoom, or wherever you are. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Y'all, we couldn't have done any of this without Craig at Sunslice Records. We just want to say thanks. Sunslice. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. <laughs>